Good evening. I'm October Weeks, paranormal horror dark fantasy author. I also write paranormal romance under the name Libby Bishop. Welcome to Haunted October's Paranormal Podcast. Grab your favorite drink, cozy up around the campfire, and enjoy the show. So tonight I'm going to be tackling some reader questions about um, my writing process, what I'm working on now, and all of that. So I'll start out by saying I'm working on a little bit of everything. <laughs> um... I have in my tabs right now, I am looking at, let's see, one, about 10 open tabs, <laughs> which is actually less than I had open last week because I finished a couple of books. Yay! Um, I have right now, one of the books I am working on um, is the fourth Isles and West book that I will, uh, I'm going to leave it unnamed for now, <laughs> although it does have a title. Um, I want to wait until I'm closer to the end of the book before I announce the title of it. I am really, um, I'm really loving this storyline for Delilah and Millie. I put them through a lot of hell in the first three books, and this one is not going to be easy for them in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> but I did give them a little bit of a break, you guys. I, there is a pretty good gap between book three and book four time, in their timeline. Um... And of course, in between that, um, in that timeline, in that little break, is where the Sierra Madden books will take place, which I'm excited, excited about for you guys to read the first one. Um, it's, I'm looking for a December release, so, um, and it's going to be going into the editing process in a few months um, with my editor. But I'm really excited for you guys to read Sierra's first book. I'm working on her second book, and I think it's going to be a three book series for her but you know I could be wrong and it could all um, be finished with book two but I'm it feels like to me it feels like this is definitely going to be at least a three book series. I am also working on a paranormal mystery the second book. The first book is I'm hoping for an August release so um the first one is totally finished and about to go into the editor's hands, and I am working on book two, which I'm very excited about. It's my dark cozy. You guys see me talking about dark cozy mystery? <laughs> That's the one I'm working on. Um, I'm working on the second book in my Billy Shane series, which is my um, upper YA slash new adult uh, book. The first one, Salt and Iron, will be out with Ever 19. Um, Hopefully next month I will keep you guys up to date on that. <clears throat> I really enjoy Bill being in Billy's world. She is so much fun to write, and she's so easy to write. Like she writes really fast for me. Um, the, of course, I told you last podcast that I was working on a werewolf book that is going really well, and um, I started writing again on it uh, last Sunday, and it was moving really fast. So that gives me hope that I'll finish it before June. <laughs> I'm working on the fourth Tuck Houston book, um, and I'm really enjoying it. Um, I had to put that on pause for a little while, and I know I mentioned that in my vampire podcast, but it is starting to pick up writing again, and books one and two are not available right now. I just posted the brand new covers, which I absolutely love. They were done by Skyla Don Cameron. She is awesome I love her covers um, and and her books as you can tell because I keep recommending them um, but I'm hoping to have 
Uh, book one and two back out by end of May-ish, beginning of June. Um, and I am having them edited. I'm having them freshened up. So um, that's why they're not immediately back out. And you will notice that I also took down the audiobooks. And this is because I am anticipating that I'm going to be adding things into um, the first two books. Not a lot. Not a lot, probably. But um, a freshen up normally means that there are going to be things taken out and then things added and it's not going to match the book any the audiobook won't match the book anymore so i made the decision to t take them down the audiobooks down and i do plan on re-recording with the amazing sarah puckett hopefully sometime this year um it won't be until later in the year so wouldn't anticipate seeing those back on sale probably until at least october or November. I am also working on a book in the Isles and West world. Um, it does take place in Vermont, but it is it doesn't feature Delilah or Millie. Um, you can read it completely by itself. You don't need to read the Isles and West series in order to um, enjoy it. I am having so much fun with this, you guys. Oh my god, it is writing so fast, and the main character is so amazing. And it is actually going to be in first person um, point of view which I don't do a lot but this character when she came to me was like you're writing this from my point of view and I don't care what you say I don't care how you fight me this storyline isn't moving unless it's you tell it in my point of view so there you go I'm not wasn't gonna argue with her <laughs> and the storyline is so much fun I I know I think I know exactly what prompted me uh, to get this story idea and I absolutely cannot wait to share it, you guys. Um, I also have, I mentioned that I'm writing on a romance. I'm very excited about it. And I know it's been a while since I've had my, had a Libby Bishop release, which makes it even more exciting that I'm finally writing some romance down for you guys. So bear with me a little longer because they are coming. I do plan on re-releasing An Island Christmas. Um, that recently came back to me. The rights came back to me. So I will be re-releasing that. I am not sure when. It is a holiday book, though, so I might wait until closer to December to release that one again. I also uh, need to get it a brand new cover. But I am thinking that um, it probably won't be released until at least at the earliest November. I also have ideas. I'm taking notes down and I'm you know writing little scenes here and there for a paranormal mystery under my Libby Bishop name so it'll have a little more romance sprinkled into it um, than my October Weeks books but it'll be a lighter paranormal kind of in the vein of uh, Rose Pressy and her haunted vintage series. I am also at work on the first full-length St. McGinnis book. Uh, her first book, a novella, um, the Blood Queen was released in January, and I've got a lot of comments from readers asking me when they're going to get the first full-length one in their hands. And rest assured, I am working on it, and I think you guys are really going to love it. I was asked why there hasn't been since Ghosts of Midsummer Theater, which is Revenant Investigations Book 4. 
why I haven't released any new romance books. So I wanted to touch base on this because I know it's been a while, you guys. <laughs> and I am so, so sorry for the long wait in my Libby Bishop books. There is just a very long, uh, how do I want to put this? <laughs> I was not in the headspace to write romance for a long while. And it was, it's starting to come back to me now, thankfully, but that is the reason. I'm not, I know I blogged about it because I do have a lot of ideas and I have been puttering with these ideas, but nothing was gaining real momentum for me. You know, as soon as I said, hey, this book is going really well, it stopped. And I know it stopped because a lot of um, outside things were stopping me from enjoying writing my romance books. So again, I'm so sorry, but hang in there because as I said earlier, I do um, have one coming up the pipe and I will be releasing, uh, re-releasing An Island Christmas. And so things are gaining momentum again, I guess that's what I'm trying to get out. Um, another question I was asked is if there would be any more in the Green Mountain Shifters series. And the answer to that is I am not sure. <laughs> I want I do have a story idea for it which is written down and those are my short work they are short stories and not short novellas and normally it does not take me long to write them they write that series writes very fast as a matter of fact I wrote claimed by the Blue Bruin and claimed by the catamount almost back to back and it still took me only like a month to get them into a publisher so once a book gains traction it will not take me long to finish it um, but I I'm not promising you that one's coming soon but I do have ideas to have more books in that series um, another one was the Revenant investigation series and I know I touched base on this before that yes I have more ideas but like the Green Mountain Shifter series um, it just hasn't nothing has really grabbed hold yet I did start book five I got about a chapter into it um, but it just won't gain momentum so I'm going to say what I just said about the Green Mountain Shifter series I hope to continue it because I really love the series but I don't know when the next one will be coming and that goes for the sequel to Son of Thunder you guys have no idea how much I loved that book it, it was not something I planned on writing. Um, it actually came about that I got one of my books back from a publisher because she felt that we were changing too much of that story and it wasn't going into the direction that I wanted and it was being forced to go into a direction I wanted, which was the case. So we decided that we'd swap that book for another book and you know we bounced ideas off and she asked if I maybe would do a Norse you know, Norse mythology one, Norse god one, and out came Son of Thunder. <laughs> um, not that it was tremendously easy to write because there were parts of it that were difficult for me, but I absolutely do love the book and I do intend on writing a sequel. I do actually have the first chapter of that book written and hopefully uh, writing this brand new romance book will prompt my other series to kind of start rolling again in my head and I can get those written for you because I know I keep getting still and I love that you guys love the series enough that you're still writing me about them even though it's been so long between books. 
So I really do hope to have a brand new story plus new stories in those series for you, you know, within the next year and a half or so. Um, hopefully sooner. And again, thank you so, so much, you guys, for hanging in there with my romance writing and not giving up on me. That that loyalty really does mean a lot to me, and I'm trying hard to give you guys some new books. Another question I was asked is what kind of routine do I have as a writer? Or what sorts of things do I have to have, you know, um, with me when I start to write? So I don't have an actual office office for my writing yet so normally I write either at my kitchen table or I sit down on my rec in my recliner in the living room um, and I write there I have to have something hot to drink nearby it doesn't even matter if it's summer or winter I always have tea with me um, when I'm writing I also in the winter hot chocolate pops into that mix <laughs> but normally I always have tea of some sort um, with me I also have to have um, some sort of something in the background normally it's music I listen to each of my books has their own soundtrack even the short stories and it varies greatly I've got a current book I'm working on loves the old you know Linda Ronstadt uh, Stone Ponies, you know, all the older 70s, some 80s music in there. Um, that book refuses to write to anything else. The, Tuck Houston, the first two Tuck Houston books wrote to Evanescence, um, their first and their second album. The Arena, Tuck Houston book three, actually <laughs> wrote a lot to Godsmack, Nickelback, and a lot of instrumental music. The Isles and West is that series is that way too. There's a lot of, or I should say, Deli the books with Delilah and Millie in it are very instrumental heavy. Like there is a lot of instrumental on their soundtrack. There is a mix of more haunting vocals and uh, current vocals. So I say current, but artists that. Um, came out in the 2000s are normally <laughs> what is on the Delilah and Millie soundtrack um, but a lot of like I said a lot of their book books are written to instrumental pieces the Blood Queen uh, Saints first book was written to um, a mix of instrumental and Irish singers the Billy Shane Salt and Iron her first, Billy Shane's first book was written to um, a lot of old classic rock and metal and instrumental. So there is a lot of variance um, in soundtracks for my books. Um, it depends on the characters. It depends on the genre I'm writing. It depends on what's happening in the book at that moment. You know, if there's a fight scene, it's going to probably be instrumental. If it's a more of a hunt like when Delilah and Millie are going to investigate a haunted location that is normally instrumental as well so music is very important to my process I used to write with the TV on you know whether it was a TV show or a movie on just for background noise um, and it varied as to what was on if I was writing darker stuff um, Normally there was something dark on TV, and if I was writing romance, there had to be something lighter on TV. 
and I kid you not, it did not matter what it was. <laughs> uh, I, when I was writing um, the first uh, Revenant Investigation series book, um, Ghost of Kingston Cottage, I normally had cartoons on. I kid you not. <laughs> but it switched to just music when I was writing about probably four or five years ago. Um, it was just after the second book in the Tuck Houston series came out, and I noticed that I wrote a lot better to just music. So I started writing to just music, and whatever the book soundtrack happened to be, I would um, make a playlist, and that was what it was. And if a new song came along, I'd just add it to the playlist. Other than that, other than having um, music and tea, <laughs> and I really don't know why that is. That's just one of my writer's quirks, apparently. That's really the only things that I have to have with me to write. Like, if I don't have tea with me, <laughs> it's really hard to sit down and write because I just always want a cup of tea, like, right beside me. And that's just for sitting down and actually working on the book. Throughout the day, I will take dozens of notes. I will take any scrap of paper and write you know, write something down, whatever popped in my head so that I do not lose it. So when I come home and I sit down to write, um, that note is right there and I can just translate it onto the page. Um, but to sit down and write, I need my music and I need my tea. I will also change my computer, my laptop wallpaper. <laughs> I'll change it to whatever book is talking the loudest because in my brain, I'm like, okay, that is the perfect image for this book and it'll stay until that book is finished even if I'm working on you know a dozen different books which has happened before <laughs> whatever one is talking to me the loudest is what gets the wallpaper on my laptop and that will not change until that book is done um, normally and this has only happened a few times when I'm doing revisions or when I'm towards the end of edits from the from the publisher or from my you know my editor, alcohol may get involved. Yeah, it's true. Because <laughs> sometimes towards the end of uh, the the editing and revision process, your brain just gets mush, and you're like, oh my god, okay, I can't stand this book anymore. My head's gonna explode if I read it one more time. And normally that's when the wine gets involved. <laughs> Never anything harder uh, than wine though, um, because I'm a lightweight. <laughs> it doesn't take long because I don't, I don't drink very often. So um, I normally stick to my wine, um, but it doesn't, like I said, it doesn't come into the process very often. So when it does, it's in the revision editing stage. Another question that I got from a reader was what do I write what do I like to write best in terms of ghosts and monsters and such I <laughs> that's a hard question <laughs> it really is I know it shouldn't be but it really it's a hard question because I love all the creatures and beasties and ghosties I'm writing but I, if you re when you're reading my books, it looks like my favorite is the ghosts <laughs> because I write a lot of books with ghosts and um, dark beasties. <laughs> um, 
It just so happens that those happen to be what are published at the moment. But I love everything I write. You know, I love my vampires and I love my ghosts and I love my dark beasties and I love my werewolves and I love my shifters. <laughs> but if someone sat me down and say, if you could only write one thing for the rest of your life, if you could only choose one, you know, supernatural being to write about for for the rest of your career <laughs> which would probably kill my poor <laughs> my imagination would go crazy if I just had to pick one but if I had to if I was asked that question if I had to it would probably be ghosts but rest assured I would find a way to sneak some form of other supernatural creatures into my books <laughs> I would find a way to get some form of vampire and some form of werewolf and some form of shifting creature. Uh, I would find a way to get those into my ghost books. To this day, An Island Christmas is the only book I've ever written that's completely non-paranormal. Coincidentally, it is the first of my romance books that I ever published. <laughs> So I don't know if it was just a freak thing or if somewhere down the road I will write another non-paranormal. But at this time, in my entire writing career, it's the only non-paranormal I have ever written. It's not that I don't want to write something non-paranormal. I would love to write a straight out classic mystery, um, you know, like in the vein of Clue or something. But. It just is not happening. <laughs> Something paranormal always comes into the story. So that is why I say, I don't know if An Island Christmas was like a freak story or if somewhere down the road I will write another non-paranormal, but it just, it's the only one thus far. And I have tried, I swear to you, I have told my mother this. <laughs> And I have told my other non-paranormal loving people this. I have tried. And I have tried so hard. <laughs> but the non-paranormal stuff just won't happen. And I'm okay with that. Because I love the paranormal. And I love, you know, anything paranormal or supernatural. I love it. And I love reading about it and watching stuff about it. And But I just, I cannot to write another one I mean I wrote it once this is this was my thought process over the years I wrote it once with an island Christmas I assumed I'd be able to write it a non-paranormal again and it just has not happened <laughs> and when it's not paranormal or supernatural it's fantasy which a lot of my non-paranormal loving friends would like to <laughs> I have tried to write um, high fantasy or epic fantasy, and I can't. I mean, I've got stories started, but I've not ever been able to finish them. I also have a few ideas for uh, dystopian novels, um, and I do mean novels. I've got about four or five ideas. Uh, I haven't been able to get any traction on those, but I do write down, you know, I jot down notes on those. I have to tell you guys something. <laughs> So ever, so about since the middle of March, when um, this pandemic had really started hitting the U.S., I have had <laughs> some wicked, 
wicked dystopian dreams. And they're just like my stupid NyQuil dreams, whereas they start the next night the same place they left off the previous night. So I'm getting this step-by-step -step movie of um, events. And I woke up the other day and I posted it on some of my social media. Uh, it is this weird mix of The Hunger Games, Divergent, The Maze Runner, mixed with Mad Max. <laughs> it is a messed up friggin' stressful dream. And I just, it will not stop. It's like a continuous play every time I close my eyes. And I, so the other day I woke up and I'm like, I've really got to start writing this down. So I started taking notes and hopefully that'll translate into a novel, you know, sometime in the near future. <laughs> because if I'm gonna keep having this damn dream, I might as well do something good with it besides, you know, having stress dreams. <laughs> Cause that's what's causing it. You know, the, the, the stress I'm having is coming out as a dystopian freaking novel playing around in my head in movie form. <laughs> Um, so I had to tell you guys that before I edit the podcast because it it drives me nuts. The dream drives me nuts. It's a very it's a very high anxiety dream, and I it just it won't stop. <laughs> I can't like push pause and dream something of you know white and fluffy clouds with freaking unicorns and shit. <laughs> it just comes out as high anxiety dystopian dreams. So those are just a few of my reader questions and uh, the state of my writing at this time. If you have any questions or if you want to know anything else, again, uh, leave a comment or shoot me a question on social media or on my Podbean landing page, and I will answer them in another podcast. And until the next podcast, thank you so, so much for joining me and have a great evening.